Welcome back to Life Virtually, the summer session. How are you? How are you doing today? I am Ellie, your host and online business coach. Okay, before we get stuck in, I have to share something with you, something that I saw this morning. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram, reading posts, having the chats with people, you know, the usual. And I came across a post that was very obviously, to me anyway, 100% written by ChatGPT, not the person who posted it. And I don't know, I found it very shocking. I was like, oh, okay, this 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 isn't that good. <laughs> AI was a huge topic at the beginning of this year, at the start of 2023. It really started to gain traction and within the online service industry, there were a lot of people who were worried about it. There were people who were thinking, it's going to take my job. Um, people are going to use it instead of me. Now, I think that has subsided. Most people have you know, now started to actually adapt to this, to start using it and start, um, you know, figuring out how they can use it to benefit their own businesses and their clients' businesses as well. The truth is most clients um, won't use it uh, to replace you, but you'll really stand out if you are somebody who knows how to use it properly. Anyway, this isn't the way to use it properly at all. So why was it obvious to me <laughs> that it was written by ChatGPT, you might ask? Well, I use ChatGPT not every day in my business, but I would definitely use it a couple of times a week. And I have become very familiar with what it spits back out at you <laughs> when you ask it um, to write something. It has things that it does every single time, especially when it comes to Instagram captions. I don't know what it seems to think of Instagram, but I feel like anytime you ask it to write an Instagram caption, it immediately thinks that you're like this hippy-dippy wellness coach, and that's the kind of language it ends up using. And this post was a little bit like that. But not just that, chat GPT tends to add emojis in, in lots of them firstly, and in random places within the caption and there are emojis that you wouldn't always use either because it doesn't know you you have to remember that it doesn't know you at all it also uses a lot of adjectives in what it writes big adjectives and words that whilst we know them we would never ever use in our daily conversations or even in our instagram captions it looks like it's written by a robot. It doesn't look like it's written by a real person, you know? Another thing that it does is that it adds commas in, in places we wouldn't add commas in. And the end was the dead giveaway because ChatGPT likes to wrap up whatever you've asked it to write by saying something along the lines of, join me on this transformative journey to whatever the heck you asked it to write about. <laughs> this post had all of those things all of them. And I'll be honest, I read it twice and it was so wordy. It was short, but it was so wordy that I I was still left thinking after reading it twice. What are we trying to say here? So why is this a problem though? Why is it a problem to just copy and paste what ChatGPT tells you and post it to your socials? Remember that when you're posting to your social media, you're marketing your business, okay? And to me, and I'm sure to other people too, not everybody, but I'm sure to other people as well, it was very obvious 
that this post was not written by the person who posted it. But even if you're not familiar with AI and you couldn't, you know, see that straight away, this post would have still looked odd to you. You would have been looking at it thinking, wait, what are they trying to say here? God, there's a lot of words in here. You don't see that often. Um, It wouldn't have looked right, especially if you knew the person who was posting it. You'd be like, that's not how they talk. This, This looks weird. Just copying and pasting from AI doesn't exactly instill trust in you. It's it's pretty lazy. I know that schools and colleges are having big problems with this at the moment because students are using ChatGPT to write their essays. And I'm seeing now that there are AI detectors that, you know, the, the teachers and, and such can run the essays through an AI detector to see if it was written by AI and to what percentage it was written by it. But in business terms, it doesn't exactly instill trust. If you're just going to copy and paste for your own business, if you're not going to put the work in for your own business, what are you going to do for the client? Are you going to give them the same amount of effort? Are you just going to copy and paste for them? Remember, you're marketing. You need to be putting your best foot forward. And then the second thing is, is that it sounded like a robot. It didn't sound like this person. It didn't sound like this online service provider at all. And you're never going to attract the right clients or high ticket clients if they can't connect with you. And just, you know, using what a robot says, you can't connect with that. So anyway, I said it was important to mention that at the top of the episode because I did just see that this morning, but we are going to be talking about marketing here on this episode. And it's great to see that people are beginning to adapt to AI, that they're beginning to use it in their businesses, but that's the wrong way. AI should give you like a direction. It should help you when you've got an idea in your head, but the page you're staring at is blank. It should give you a starting point. And sometimes, depending on what you've asked it to help you with, it can actually give you um, points or ideas within it that you didn't think of. But always put your own spin on it. Always make sure that it's actually your idea always make sure that it sounds like you. If you haven't started using it yet, I would recommend giving it a go. As I said, I use it a couple of times a week in my own business and it's it's when I'm staring at a blank page that I use it. You know when you've got that idea in your head and you kind of know what direction you want to take it in, but you're still really not that sure. <laughs> That's when I use it. Okay, I do have an update for you before we delve into the episode. And this one will particularly concern any Irish or Irish-based virtual assistants. The submissions for the Society of Virtual Assistant Ireland Awards are open. They're open! Oh my god, this is <laughs> this is the most exciting thing ever. Myself and Kat have been working on this for a few months now and we've got our judges together the submissions are open they are there and ready for you to enter we want to celebrate the virtual assistants and online service providers of Ireland because you've been able to win awards like this industry specific awards like this in the UK um i think the US but definitely the UK for years now, but you've never been able to here. So we're so excited to introduce this and to give you an opportunity to be celebrated for what you do. So as I mentioned on last week's episode, there 
were six categories. Now we've actually added a seventh, which I'll fill you in on in, in a second. So the first six are spanned across the different services that you may provide as a virtual assistant or online service provider. So in the original six categories that I mentioned, we have administrative service provider of the year, creative service provider of the year, tech service provider of the year. So depending on what services you offer, one of those should cover you. After that, we have online business manager of the year, And then we've got two virtual assistant of the year categories. The two virtual assistant of the year categories are open to you regardless of the type of services or virtual assistants that you offer. We've got one virtual assistant newcomer of the year. So that is for VAs who are in business less than 12 months. And then virtual assistant of the year for those who are in business more than that, who are established and in business more than one year. We're so freaking excited to recognize you for what you do as a VA, as an online service provider, um, and just celebrate you and give you the recognition that you deserve. We mentioned before that this is a huge marketing opportunity for your business as well. So don't forget that. You have to make sure to check these out. Now, as I said, we did add a seventh category um, last Friday. Myself and Kat were back and forth on voice notes to one another whilst we were setting everything up, getting the judges in place, all of that stuff. And we realized that there is a group within our industry that seriously deserve to be celebrated along with everybody else who do amazing work in our industry, supporting other VAs, helping them get their businesses off the ground. And so we introduced the virtual assistant coach of the year category. How exciting is that? As I said, the entries are open now. So you can head over and submit your entry for any of these categories depending on what you offer and you can enter more than one make sure to go over and nominate yourself this is not just a serious marketing opportunity for your business to show people out there that you are the freaking best or that you got to finalist stage that you're being recognized for how epic you are at what you do so go and take a look i suppose that all of our updates on, t- on today's episode actually did relate to today's topic a little bit because today we're talking about marketing. Marketing your business is something you have to do and you know that. (laughs) Everybody knows that. The trouble is is that nobody ever knows that though when they're starting out, right? Nobody tells you that, that you're going to have to get out there, get in front of people, talk about your business. And I think there's a lot of people who, a lot of online service providers who have a (laughs) love-hate relationship with marketing their businesses. Sometimes you feel motivated, you feel inspired and you are just so excited to get out there, to talk to people, to tell them about your business, to create the posts. And then other times (laughs) the motivation is gone, you've no idea what to say or you just couldn't be bothered, you need a break from it. And there's lots of different opinions out there as well, isn't there? There's tons of different opinions all over social media specifically about, no, you should be doing it this way. You should be doing it that way. You're doing it wrong if you're doing it like this. It's a lot to take in. So before we go any further, I want you to take a deep breath because 
what I'm going to say to you might just release you. Deep breath. (sighs) Okay, ready? You already know what you need to do to market your business. You already know what you need to do to reach consistent 5k months. You actually already know how to do that. I promise you that you do. And there aren't actually any rules when it comes to marketing your business. There's advice, but there's no rules. There isn't a specific rule book or like something written in stone that everybody's following. There are best practices, but there are no rules. We see advice, we see opinions, we see best practices. But yeah, there's nothing written in stone, okay? (laughs) And you already know what you need to do in order to market your business to reach your goals. Firstly, you need to be visible. You know that. You know that people need to know about you and your business. Secondly, they need to be aware of who you are and who you are as a business, what you do as a business. And then thirdly, they need to be aware of what you've got on offer and how it can help them. Now, there is a little bit involved in each of those three, but isn't that pretty simple? I think sometimes we can overcomplicate things. I don't know if you can hear that rain. It is actually lashing rain outside of my window right now, and it is coming right at the window. So if you hear a noise, it's the rain, which is soothing, right? (laughs) You might enjoy it if you can't hear it. Not only can we get caught up in the noise of everybody's different opinions, advice, and what you should be doing to market your business. We get caught up in that and it can make us overcomplicate things because really it's quite simple. But not just that. You could have old beliefs from content that you've consumed or coaches that you've worked with. Old beliefs that are making you do things a certain way that you're not aligned with, that are holding you back, that aren't necessarily true. I know I've definitely had that problem before. I worked with a coach one time and I was saying, oh, but like, (laughs) you're supposed to market your business this way. I'm supposed to show up and say this on social media. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And the coach said to me, well, no, not necessarily. You're holding on to old beliefs that you heard from somebody else, but they're not necessarily true. So remember that. Firstly, okay, there aren't actually any rules written in stone about how you're supposed to market your business. You already know what you need to do. You already know that you need to be visible, that people need to know you, know your business, know how you can help them, that they can see how you're going to help them in order for them to work with you. We don't need to overcomplicate that. So I'm encouraging you to challenge and let go of the old or limiting beliefs that you may have about marketing your business. I'm encouraging you to open up to new possibilities and new ways of doing this, but also to simplifying it. As online service providers, obviously, (laughs) your whole business is online. And so the easiest and freest way to market your business is social media marketing. And it is so powerful. We all know that. You can get your content in front of thousands, if not millions of people. You can find your ideal client. They can find you. And I guess that's the traditional 
way of marketing for online service providers is social media. It's not the only way to market your business though. It's not the only way to meet people, get to know them, for them to get to know you, your business, and how amazing you are and what you've got on offer. You have to talk to people. (laughs) You simply have to talk to people. Posting to social media is just one part of it. Beyond posting, we have to be having conversations with real people. Essentially, if you think about social media and posting to it, yeah, it's important and we need to do it. Absolutely. But you're kind of like just showcasing your business and talking at people. And so it's important to also prioritize talking to them one-on-one in the DMs, maybe hopping on a call. I was listening to one of my own favorite podcasts recently. It's it's mostly a pop culture podcast, <laughs> but they had Marie Forleo on it. I hope I pronounced that all right. Marie Forleo. You know, the, the coach, the life coach that has the book, Everything is Figure Outable. She's, she's pretty famous, but she was on an episode of this podcast and I was delighted. I was like, ooh, two of my like favorite people coming together. Um, and they asked her, in a, in a life coach um, manner, if, if someone was looking for a life coach, but we can also um, apply this to online service providers. They asked her, if somebody's looking for a life coach, what should they look out for? So this is exactly the same if you're an OSP. You should consume their content, see what they have out there, what they're talking about, and see how you feel about it. If it makes you feel inspired, if it makes you feel like this is amazing, this would work for me, I need this, then they're the right person for you. Content is a way of showcasing your business. It's a way of nurturing your community, introducing new people into it, but we have to be talking to them behind the scenes as well. And sometimes you might need to be direct too when you're talking to them. You don't want to get friend zoned. (laughs) But talking to people both inside and outside of this industry is important. We have to talk to people and build relationships. Last week, I I was able to link a virtual assistant up with her dream client. This business owner came to me through a connection of mine. He was looking for a VA. People approach me a lot when they're looking for VAs, to be honest with you, partly because um, I'm co-founder of the Society of Virtual Assistants Ireland, but also because I'm an online business coach. So people say to me, oh my God, you must know loads of VAs, which I do. (laughs) I do know loads of VAs. So when people are looking for somebody, they approach me because they don't have time. A lot of these people don't have time to look on social media to search for themselves. And so they say to me, have you got any recommendations? And this is exactly what happened here. Um, These two people were made to work together, but they never would have found one another. The business owner had no time to go through social media, to look up stuff, on to Google stuff, essentially. He told me that he tried, but it was just, it was just too hard for him. So he came to me and the VA that I linked him up with is actually relatively new to my community. I don't know her that long, but we have been talking and because we've been talking, I know about her. I know what she has to bring to the table. I know about her experience and therefore I was able to recommend her to this business owner. And these guys are freaking made to work together. So it's so important that you're talking to people both inside and outside of the industry. Talk to your dream clients. 
Don't just wait, you know, for them to, for the dots to connect in their head. Now, when I say talk to them, I'm not saying, you know, send them that horrible scripted DM where you're like, hi, my name is, and I'm an online service provider providing this. No, we don't do that. That's horrible. Talk to them like a real person. Comment on their posts. Reply to their stories. Open up the conversation and actually talk to them. And then at some point, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit more direct about working together, as long as you got to know each other a bit. But also talk to people within the industry. Because, as I said, people come to me all the time looking for online service providers. Because I know a lot of them, and business owners know that. So if you're talking to different people in the industry, you're getting to know them, you um, are sharing with them what you do, what you're about, they'll be able to recommend you. You have to talk to people. (laughs) We have to think beyond social media. Social media is important. It's a great way to showcase you, what you do, your expertise, your authority, build authority. That's something massive we focus on in the mini mind. But you have to be talking to people behind the scenes as well. Summer is the perfect time to experiment a bit with your marketing for your business. To... Try out different platforms. Is there a platform that you used to use but you've gotten distracted from? That happened to me. I used to use LinkedIn a lot. And then when Instagram um, introduced video, I just got so stuck into that that I forgot about LinkedIn. But I'm back there now and I'm really enjoying it. Is there a new platform you can try out? Is there a different strategy you can try out? For example, actually talking to people. (laughs) Can you let go? of some of the beliefs that people told you about what you're supposed to be doing to market your business and create content that feels really freaking good. Experiment with these different approaches over the summer months and see what works for you. In your business, you have the freedom to always experiment and tweak and change. I was talking to, I had a one-to-one with um, an online service provider this week and we were actually talking about her ideal client. And On the call, we made the decision that she was switching up who her ideal client is. And that, in turn, means that it changes who she's talking to in her marketing. But as I said to her, you can do this for like two months and see how it works. And if it doesn't work, you can just start talking to somebody else then again. Remember, you've always got the power to experiment with your business. There aren't any rules set in stone. But summer is a really great time to experiment with this. As I said, there are lots of online service providers who are taking their foot off the pedal with social media right now. Between being on holidays, they're thinking, oh, my client inquiries have gone down anyway. (laughs) There's nobody watching. I just won't bother. There are people watching. They mightn't be engaging as much. They might not be getting in touch as much, but they are watching. They are still scrolling through their social media. They're still consuming. And so if you you are the online service provider who decides, I'm actually going to use this. I'm going to use this as an opportunity. I'm going to use this to mix up my marketing a little bit, try out different platforms, different strategies, create content that feels good. You're going to stand out because there's lots of online service providers who are taking a break, taking their foot off the pedal, and you're going to get the opportunity to experiment Summer is a great time to work on all of these things in your business. As I said to that online service provider I had a one-to-one with last week, you're free to experiment what you're doing. 
You don't need to like, for example, in her case, choose an ideal client and that's it forever. (laughs) My God, not at all. Sometimes you have to mix things up, whether that is trying out a new platform, trying out a different type of strategy, a different content form. Maybe you've never really gotten into video. Try it now and talk to people. (laughs) Talk to people. Honestly, that is one of the most effective ways to market your business. I will say that it it can be kind of tough networking um, with people outside of our industry because it's still not really that understood. I used to network a lot outside of our industry, as in networks that had lots of different types of people on them and such. In the pandemic, I think it was a little bit different because most of the people that were on those calls um, were pivoting to online, right? So they were really interested to learn about what you do. I remember one time I went to one networking call and I had four of the people on the call get in touch with me. This is when I was a full-time virtual assistant. I think I took one of them on for myself and then I referred the rest to my community. But this year I joined a couple of more networks. It's it's something that um, I haven't done in a few years. I haven't networked outside of our industry for a few years now. And I forgot. I forgot how many people still kind of don't get it. It's a learning curve and I'm back out to wave the OSP flag <laughs> and fill people in. It's part of my job. <laughs> but that's why it's also so important to network with people in the industry too, because they get it. Not only is it a way to market your business and set yourself up to be recommended and receive referrals, it's a way to gain support and that's really important. So for over these summer months, I want to see you mixing up your marketing. Try something new. Remember, there are no rules written on a stone up on a hill that we're all worshipping, <laughs> right? That's not a thing. It's not a thing. And sometimes we need to let go of our limiting beliefs about marketing our businesses, of our old beliefs that we picked up through content we consumed and coaches we may have worked with in the past. Mix it up, okay? You're free to do that. This is your business. Ah, we've run out of time. I didn't get to fill you in on, um, I actually started on a mastermind with lots of different coaches. It's a mastermind full of coaches. I'm the only online business one, but um, it's really freaking good. Um, I'm loving it. (laughs) It's giving me mini mind vibes, my own program. Um, And yeah, I'm just loving it. Maybe I'll fill you in on that one next week. Make sure to follow this podcast so you do not miss out on an episode and leave us a review. Give us a five star. Come on. The reviews have been pretty good so far. (laughs) See you next week when we will delve into another topic that you can work on over the summer. Until next time.